0: good evening glorious humans of the internet welcome to yet another episode of the team ability no excuses podcast where we try and bring real talk to matters of disability with no excuses i am chad and i believe i have brett and andy with me gentlemen i don't care what order you say hello but say hello to the damn internet because we keep screwing this part up hello damn internet oh there we go brett is there and how about you andy you're with me i think i'm here gentlemen okay here. so is quarantine driving us nuts yet it must i'm getting there right i'm getting there i don't know what you guys no man this is quarantine and chill <laughs> it's the new netflix
1: wait hold on a second wait a minute wait a minute team ability no excuses podcast has just been taken over by raunchy ronnie randelson and this time I brought my peg team partner with me. AC, where are you?
2: I am right here, Ron. Ready to pop up, uppercut this podcast.
1: Yeah, let's take over this. We need to put talk about something important.
0: Holy smoke! Did who invited uh, these guys? What did what did we get ourselves into tonight?
2: You, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna find out very quick, boys, because you may be in quarantine. you better have some meat in the freezer because we're coming for (laughs) you
0: i love it i love it Uh, if you've been listening for a while and thank you if you have you know that the first voice that you heard raunchy ronnie randelson is no stranger to the show he was with us back in october and i know that because i just looked and checked the date um raunchy ronnie uh is taking over and now he brought help uh and i'm even more scared because now ac is with us how you doing ac i'm doing quite well thank you for uh having us interrupt your
2: podcast <laughs> <laughs> glad to be here last time Ronch was on but uh you know i i got a sexier sounding voice maybe <laughs> maybe his is his is uh pretty close <laughs>
0: All right, so the shtick is up. Uh, We have obviously graciously invited uh, Dave and AC back, uh, well, Dave back, and and, uh, this time we've invited uh, AC to join us. Um, If you have been listening for a while, you know that, uh, Dave is a uh, jack of all trades, master of none, <laughs> and uh, uh, has much more history uh, with uh, with Andy. And then uh, our our paths crossed when I actually taught uh, Dave's kids. Sorry for ruining their lives, buddy. Uh, but I ruined uh, it already. <laughs> but we've been pretty open about uh, about our love for uh, for wrestling, at least mine and Brett's, and Andy tags along. And we've been to uh, these indie shows, supporting these guys with HWE, Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment. And so we are glad that you guys can join us uh, tonight, uh, in character, outside of character, as executives, as businessmen, whatever, to just talk about um, what you have brought to uh, the independent wrestling industry. Because uh, we deeply appreciate it as fans alone. You know, you guys have. Uh, them great things coming although everything is on hold these days um, mm-hmm. so the first thing that I will say no matter where you're listening from is that I hope that you are staying safe um, and doing what needs to be done to get this thing done as uh, promised we told you we'd have a lot of episodes coming up because we got nothing better to do than to podcast during uh, these crazy times and so thanks again for being with us here tonight guys appreciate it.
2: Well, thanks for having us. It's uh, it's obviously a difficult time for everybody, um, no matter where you are in the world, really. And um, you know, things like this keep people going, and uh, we're glad to be a part of it for sure.
1: Definitely.
3: AC, hey, hey, I wanted to ask you, man. Um, no offense to to Dave; he's a good buddy of mine. But uh, you're probably in a little better shape than uh, he is.
2: <laughs> I say that to him all the time. <laughs>
3: Um, you, so I, I attend the gym regularly myself. Are, are you going a little, uh, little stir-crazy or what?
2: Uh, to be honest, I'm not. Um, I have uh, I have the Coconut Gym here at my house. Um, yeah, quite a large space, so um, lucky that I have that. I was an employee of Orange Theory Fitness in Ancaster. I was doing some workouts there. Um I switched jobs at the right time. I worked in the funeral home business for eight years um, prior to working there for a year and a half and actually went back. This time I'm at the cemetery. So as you can expect, that's an essential service. So I'm doing that. But I'm lucky I got the gym here. I got everything I need. Universal set, power tower, squat rack, um, punching bag, an elliptical, treadmill, bike. You name it, I got it really.
0: You, You lost me at elliptical and treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> we wow. uh to be fair uh, ac uh is again mm. with us for the first time and maybe doesn't know our sixth sense of humor uh, as well as maybe even dave so i was just i, I love i live for those moments and you never have to apologize for those moments on wow. the podcast that is for sure man for sure perfect <laughs> brett are you alive or what listen you're not still uh, off cleaning your room or having your mom clean your room like last time we recorded are you
4: I don't know. We should probably, uh, record me on video one day just to find out
3: if I actually am cleaning my bedroom. <laughs> I, I, I think, I am going to have your mom on the podcast. She seems to be more interesting.
4: Okay. But, but you know what? There's a story behind that. If I may, um, to, uh, January before last, my grandmother passed away and she left me her, uh, Obis form bed, uh, and it's a it's um, adjustable bed, so I can put my feet up or my he- head up if I want. And uh, honestly, in the past week, I've had the best sleep I've probably had in 20 years. So, so if you want to roast me for somebody helping me, <laughs> me feel comfortable uh, physically,
0: please go right ahead. I'm very glad that you're sleeping well, Brett. I'm thrilled. I'm so happy for you.
4: Well, you know what? I, I started sleeping better a year ago when you guys invited me on the podcast and told me to stay. That was that was the catalyst. Yeah, the, the catalyst that that for you sleep better. Sleeping better.
0: Yeah, so so I and the backstory and and maybe maybe Dave knows this as he's been a guest on the show but uh Brett was really uh, a one off. Uh, he was an invited guest as as our um, our tag team Ranchy Nutch, which by the way is their their uh their tag team name. So Ranchy Nutch is with us tonight as guests and that's how Brett started and then we liked it so much that we never asked him to leave.
1: I don't know how that happened. Oh, he was there the first that was the first time when I was on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense cuz I didn't really hear his voice that much that night. Um, to
0: sort of swing it back to both of you guys and in, in your joint uh, effort as um, professional wrestlers business partners entrepreneurs I mean HWE Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment is your baby so what does that look like In the, is there anything that can be done or what are you doing in the meantime while you can't put on shows and uh, you know you obviously can't uh, entertain the masses so I mean is there anything being done in terms of production I know you guys have your show uh, and all the, all the other stuff kind of happening so um, is there anything being done there at all, or is it, are we just kind of just staying quiet on those fronts as well?
1: Well, what we've been doing really right now to keep people interested, because we can't have no shows or anything yeah. like that, so we've been getting, uh, we put a show on uh, about a month and a half ago in Flamborough Hills, so you guys were there actually. Yeah, yeah uh, pop-up. That wasn't aired on TV, but um, we had a couple parts that were aired on TV to to bring up Crossroads, but um, we have that show and we're posting a match here and there every couple days online to keep people interested and some past shows from New Testament or from uh, Father's Day Spectacular and a couple posts here and there and whatever we could do to keep people still interested. My uh,
0: my son, Caleb, got a huge kick out of the pop-up show. Uh, Brett couldn't make it that uh, day, and so we, uh, had, uh, we had purchased the three tickets for the three of us to go and sit in the VIP section, or as I call it, the accessible section. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then uh, Brett couldn't go, and so we had this ticket, and so I brought my uh, 12-year-old with me. Uh, it was not only his first uh, indie wrestling show, but his first wrestling show, period. Um, he showed a little bit of interest when I watched it on TV and stuff and he kinda asks, you know, who's the who's the he even uses the lingo. He says who's who's the face? Who's the heel? Oh, that's awesome. Or, you know, so that's pretty rad. Um, but he had an absolute blast at that show. I think the atmosphere of being front row. And that was a you know, it was a great little show uh in Flamborough, a little pop up you did as you said, uh, Dave, that wasn't televised. So the venue itself was much smaller. Uh and uh yeah, he had a blast, man. as I told him, I was like, Man, some wrestlers are gonna Fall in your lap, and sure enough, uh, um, I want to say Corey Stone uh, fell outside of the ring, and my son grabbed my phone, used the front-facing camera, and took a, a selfie. Oh, uh, nice! <laughs> Corey Stone, as he was face down on the ground, I was like, "Okay, this kid's enjoying himself. That's good." Oh,
3: uh,
1: nice. Well, actually, I don't think anybody enjoyed it more than Chad. I was actually watching. Uh, I was watching a bit of it today, and yeah. he was he was <laughs> roasting pretty much the entire show. It yeah. was his voice, like you heard him over the announcers. Oh, I'm everybody, sorry. I'm very. Oh, sorry. it was amazing! So it was loud.
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, you know what? He he he's really really
4: great uh, being at a show, but after like 20 minutes, he can get rather irritating if you're sitting <laughs> beside him.
1: Well, I he kept on rousing. Uh, what's uh the Saturday Night Delight, Tyler Turva Tyler Turva yeah. <laughs> you were all over him. I just actually watched that match tonight because I was uh, doing a little editing so I could post mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And you know, it's it's actually online You could go watch it right now You could hear everything you say yeah,
4: there, there was one point uh, when, Where uh, the show that I was at uh, One of the guys Turned around and I, I swear I, I thought he was going to put his fist through my face Because I'm sure he, he thought I said something to him And it was my counterpart To my left
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That's a funny one man I can't remember who that was um, and I was just giving it to him. Uh, why not, right? And, uh, and, and, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think he thought it was you. Um, the pop-up show, and Dave can maybe speak to this because you've seen the footage. I had no idea. Well, I mean, I knew I was loud, but that was a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to think, and, uh, and with all due respect, I can't remember the name of the, uh, the guy that uh, wrestled um, um, uh, April Jones on the card. in the Clay in the- Wilson yeah he had the kind of golfer gimmick going on right? oh, yeah, you
1: were all over him too yeah he was
0: he was good and uh I, I forget what the heck it was i said something off the cuff as i did to uh, ac earlier just kind of made a wheelchair joke and he uh, once he kind of realized it um and i mean as you're playing heel you're trying to get heat right and we've spoke to um to that reaction uh in the show that you had and yet you know you thought you would uh you'd kind of get over as a as a heel that way with kind of knocking the the merch off his head and stuff but i mean the, those were in the days where all the crowd had come to see raunchy nuts not that much has changed but <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the guys come for the the raunchy nuts match and uh, um but yeah i'm just trying to do my thing and and he's trying to be a heel so i forget i honestly forget what i said i wish i could remember it but he looks at me uh and he goes at least i can walk <laughs> and oh. i was like yeah i love it <coughs>
2: He's really good. That's Clay for you. Yeah, Clay Wilson's really good at uh, working yeah. the heel, the heel gimmick, and yeah, yeah, like just uh, unbelievable. Like that's why we we love him. Obviously, he's just he does his he does his job. That's that's it. Yeah. Okay.
1: He's one of the guys I can't wait to have a match with. Yeah, for sure.
0: He's uh, his character was great. At one point, he because uh, again, I was going back and forth with him. Uh, he threw his hat. I caught it. Put it on my head. Uh, and then when he uh, and then he took his polo shirt, his little golf shirt off, and he just tossed it. And because we were in the front row, I happened to catch that too. And Caleb's like, <laughs> my son, my son goes, you're not putting that on, Dad. Are you? I said, no, just the hat, just the hat. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, So you guys, um, do you do? I know you have done sort of social media teasers, the little kind of um, the Facebook promos that you've done. uh, Probably is that probably in uh, who's got the bar? That's is that your place, Dave? Where you where you do the uh, the stuff in the? I saw a couple video things where you guys were sitting in this kind
1: of in somebody's bar. Um, We we do the majority of the promos at my house, and we do a lot at uh, AC's Coconut Gym too. Yeah, yeah. It just depends what what mood we're in, right? Yeah, for um, sure. More in the mood for the bar scene, or, or more in the mood for the gym scene.
0: Yeah, I imagine though that even now, I mean, obviously with the social restrictions now, like you two probably aren't even um, getting together much. Although I saw you bought a van, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we just bought that the other day. Yep. Yeah, we're going to use that for the company, obviously, and you know, for the events and such.
4: I'm cool. uh, just gonna say, all you gotta do is put a wheelchair lift in, and you can chart, cart uh, chat around because he doesn't have his license.
1: Oh, yeah, we're installing that next week. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, we already
3: ordered all the parts. That, yeah, we're only
2: gonna install it so it can actually pop up, uppercut you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so AC, last time Dave was on, we kind of talked about here how he um, how he took the Hamilton Wrestling School and and built it into the. H- WWE, what it is now? What, uh, what what was your role? Well, it's 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 actually
2: funny. So uh, both of us started it. So you mentioned the, the Hamilton Wrestling School, um, that belongs to Rip Impact. Um, but uh, but Dave and I, the way that HWE started, because we we both are the creators of HWE. But it started out as wanting – Dave wanted to do a fundraiser for Bora Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which he was a partner of at the time, right? So it started out as that, and uh, we just basically said, you know, like we wanted to do this full-time. And we had the means to want to do it and the creativity to want to do it, so – um, that's really how it started—is just one fundraiser, and now obviously into an actual wrestling promotion.
3: Very cool. Yeah. So, and th- uh, go ahead, Andy. Uh, do you guys split like creative control fifty-fifty, or one of you come up with an idea, running past each other? How does that? How does that go?
1: We run everything by each other. Everything that we do. If I come up with an idea. I talked to AC about it. AC comes up with an idea. He talks to me about it. We pretty much are on board with everything with each other.
0: Okay, so you're clearly, uh, you are you know, your besties in front of the camera. You're, you're very good friends, obviously, off camera, which is why this uh, this business partnership works, this relationship works. But here's what I want to know as a lifelong wrestling fan. If it comes to the, the moment of the split of the raunchy nuts, who's the Marty Jannetty of the tag team? That's what I want to know.
1: Oh, he is. AC everybody in the wrestling
0: community says that it's (laughs) Ronch.
1: But I but I won't
2: say anything.
1: If I if if we split up, nobody will know who AC is anymore. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So AC is just
0: Raunchy's tag team partner. That's what Yeah. Everybody knows I'm the leader. Okay. I'm also the one that
2: carries the team on my shoulders, so (laughs) Oh man. Uh we we could do this all day, guys.
1: Listen, oh yeah. The fact of the matter is uh raunchy nuts together separated will never be the same. Yeah, that's why it works.
3: right now the WWE they're doing all their shows uh taped in their uh in their training
0: facility, mm-hmm. right? It's called so the really Performance Center, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? It's the Performance Center. Oh sorry, I don't have to... Is it what, training facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the the energy from your show comes from the crowd, right? Like uh, as performers, I got to imagine it would be pretty tough to, uh, to do it um, with no fan interaction. I just wanted to get your thoughts kind of on the WWE's move here. Like obviously, it's not apples to apples in in a fan impact way I I gotta imagine as a performer to go out there and no fans whatsoever
1: you know I I watched uh, I watched one the other day it was um, it was really weird with no fans but it was uh, oh my god why could I remember Uh, The Fiend came out yeah and he did his promo. It was it was a pretty sick promo, actually. I really liked it. Like, yeah, I actually, imagine, like, imagine how good it would have been with an audience. <laughs> yeah, like I like I I really liked what he did. But yeah. yeah, without the audience, it was it was pretty crazy. But I mean, when we go train and we we throw on a mock match in the ring and we still go all out, we still have a really good time. I I honestly I don't pay attention. I'm in there and I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself, and uh, even if the crowd wasn't there i don't think it would make much of a difference for me
3: well that's really interesting yeah i i
1: know it sounds kind of weird because i know most people say uh, say otherwise but when we're out there i don't even honestly i don't hear the crowd i'm so into the match i'm so into what's going to happen next yeah and just just throwing on a great match for the crowd so for me i mean the crowd is much better don't get me wrong but i still i don't i don't see it as much
2: yeah See, it's weird because uh, Hulk Hogan, I was listening to Hulk Hogan last night, and uh, The Rock had also talked about their match from WrestleMania 18, which was in Toronto uh, at the Skydome. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there too. And um, So The Rock had talked about their match, and then Hogan was talking last night about it uh, being through his eyes. And then he said that The Rock wanted to go over that match Before them doing it, which is, I find odd because I didn't think that they would do that at that level. Um, But anyhow, Hulk was saying how, you know, Andre the Giant used to say to him, because that's who really got him into it. um, Like that feeding off of the crowd. Right, that's how you determine, you know, like if the, if the crowd is, you know, if I'm in a match with Ronch and uh, the crowd is eating up what he's doing to me as a heel, let's say, and you know we may I may say to him, keep going, you know, because yeah. they're loving it, like so, like things like that. Um, but like right now with what's happening, um, the only thing that I'm not impressed with um, as a wrestling fan of you know, 30, 32 years of my life, um, is WrestleMania still going on, you know, have your, have your shows, your weekly shows, but something like WrestleMania, um, yeah. right now with no crowd is, I find that it's going to be a big, uh, something that they look at years from now and say, wow, like why that was, a that was a mistake, yeah. you know?
1: You know, I I don't disagree with uh with AC on what he's saying, yeah. but I still gotta I still gotta applaud WWE for still throwing it. I mean, they're doing it for the fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like I like that yeah i think too
0: and i hadn't really thought about that ac i mean i had thought about you know it's going to be they shouldn't have done it like just kiss just cancel it um it has brought some sort of normalcy into my routine i mean my monday is yeah. raw and you know uh, and a friday smackdown and wednesday nxt you know i'm a big fan and so i always catch the shows and so it's great to have that still happening because as a hockey fan that's gone yeah um, there's so much pros, obviously no pro sports happening. So to have it continue has been great. Um, but, uh, but again, to do WrestleMania with no crowd at all yeah. is pretty insane. Um, I just, I, I don't know. And again, maybe devil's advocate, but, but what do you do then with the, cause we don't know how long this thing's going to last. What do you do with the storylines that you're building towards WrestleMania? You just continue to. Yeah cut promos and or have meaningless matches you know like how you know because I thought okay we'll just delay it you know obviously the hundred thousand whatever they had sold for the Tampa Bay Stadium is not going to happen but but You know, still do a big event in a huge venue, you know, whatever the case may be. But then what do you do with those story arcs that you've been building, really, since Royal Rumble, where everything gets started? You know what I mean? Well,
1: kind of
2: lose it. Yeah, that's actually – that's good that you mentioned that, though. And then, uh, you know, it would be kind of – now be a good time to speak on this for a second because, like, Dave and I, um, you know, obviously as promoters, we we come up with storylines. So yeah, um, a lot of companies – and a specifically, obviously, WWE, like they have things set in place well in advance. Um, yeah. But you always have to change things on the fly, right? Like we, we've we've even learned that in the year that we've been doing this, that you know someone someone cancels or someone's hurt. You know, like you got to adapt on the fly. But I don't know what they would do as far as you know if they were to postpone it. Um, like what happens with those storylines? I would just say circle around to it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah, it's sad because like you, you know, you're obviously like as a fan, you're watching the the weekly shows, and even those have been a little bit weak. I mean, I I kind of. Oh, yeah. I tuned out the other last week because they were showing the Royal Rumble. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I was,
0: gonna, I was just going to say that for the last – I mean, since really the the pandemic, they have been airing at least uh, – well, in Raw, it's been an hour. They showed the entire Men's Rumble on Raw, right, which was over an hour. And then yeah. uh, SmackDown, they showed a shorter match. They showed, a, I think, a Roman Reigns, a Seth Rollins uh, – uh, or Roman Reigns Triple H uh, match this week, but yeah, because they're you know that's only a two-hour show versus a three-hour show, but clearly they're filling space, right? Because uh, they've got a depleted roster. You have to wonder about uh, you know the people that um, even the performers that either uh, aren't performing or or don't want to to risk their health or you know, so it's it's crazy, yeah. man. It's
2: crazy. But WrestleMania especially is like made for the big moments. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah and how do you get that big moment? without yeah, the crowd without an
4: audience
2: you don't you don't have it it's there's no way
0: there's... yeah you you spoke to uh Sorry, buddy. You spoke to um, the fiends, you know, promo, which was brilliant and would have been great with an audience. I thought um, the Edge, Randy Orton stuff has been incredible. Edge delivered a promo to a, an empty arena the other night, which was absolute dynamite. Yeah, right? and you, you, it's totally missing all of the energy of the live audience. But good on them for trying to keep the entertainment. But I, the entertainment value is almost not even there. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little – yeah, it is It is off without hearing the crowd but in a business sense too, thinking about it, how many people are stuck at home? Yeah. You know, they're probably going to double or triple the sales and pay-per-view sales. Yeah. Do you think or do you think the I, – I, I honestly think – they're I've, been, I've, 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 had,
0: I've had the network for a while, so I mean, it's just you just you just you know watch it like it's any other sort of Sunday, and you have your pay per views, whatever. But I wonder those that are buying on pay per view or getting the network to watch it or whatever, I wonder if the sales will be down because there's no uh, live audience. But I wonder. You've got a great point, and I'm glad you're bringing the sort of entrepreneur perspective because that's part of the reason we we wanted you here tonight was you know from a money making perspective, it is the biggest show of the year, right? And, uh, and yeah. because people are sitting around with nothing else to do. Let's Why not show. order it? And let's run the show over two nights, right?
3: Yeah. Dave, you mentioned the, uh, the business slash promotion side of the WWE. So uh, I wanted to ask, what do you guys as the HWE have planned for, uh, for the first show whenever this whole thing does actually subside, um, whenever that is? Well, we have we have our matches
1: set that we want to do. We're going to continue on with uh, the storylines that we that we have, right. you know, and some other some other things that we have planned going on too. But uh, I guess you guys are going to have to wait and see.
2: <laughs> I mean, well one one thing that one thing that's for sure is that uh, I mean it was the way that Crossroads ended off was uh, the heel turn of Rip Impact. As yeah, he went, yeah, that was- yeah, so, I mean, even Bill Chase on commentary had said, you know, in the 15 years that he's known Rip, um, he's never seen this side of him. So, that'll be interesting uh, to see what, what happens with that, you know.
0: Johnny, there you go. our boy, Vitamin D. Vitamin D, Johnny DeLuca. The last show that I I didn't make, Crossroads, because uh, I was actually at work that day running a four-hour vocal rehearsal on a Sunday afternoon when you guys did that show. Um, But I was at the pop-up show, and that was comical when poor Johnny's music didn't start up. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He's just waiting to come out and get the Seven Nation Army happening. And, you know, this all of a sudden there's nothing. And I was like, oh, man, what's going
1: on? I, I think that show, uh, 90% of the wrestlers came out to different songs. Yeah, really, eh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Ricky came out to uh, a C song when he comes out alone.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, things happen. Obviously, it sucks. But, you know, I guess.
0: Well, it speaks to, uh, it speaks to the, the nature of the beast. And, you know, uh, without uh, trying to borrow a tagline from from the other company there, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. It's the spontaneity of, uh, of trying to run a show. And you kind of spoke to it there, AC, and, and I'm a lifelong fan, but I don't know much about what goes into the putting together of the matches and stuff, but it's really cool uh, that idea that, you know, you don't really plan the match. You you, you feed off the crowd and, and improv it, you know, when you're in there. Uh, as I watch a lot, uh, more as I watch more wrestling with my son, as he starts to show the interest in it, he says, you know, well, how much of it is, is is it all planned? I was like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's, you know, mm-hmm. talking to him about, about how, you know, the, the guys talk to each other, you know, and and kind of how it all, uh, you know, how it all sort of comes together. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because even then I'm like, how much do I tell him as a 12 year old? Because if somebody would have told me as a kid, you know, that it was all the work, I'd have been like, no, don't ruin it for me. Exactly. <laughs>
1: If Chad. If yeah, buddy. You were at the show, The New Testament, right? Yeah, man. You remember yeah. that remember that match between Rip and Tyson Dukes? Yes. Well you're talking about two of the top guys. Yeah. Like these those two guys are such amazing wrestlers.
0: Yeah. Um and it really – and with all due respect to the other guys on the card, that was one of the first uh, – well, I think the first show – I saw the show at the Don Polsky and then we did that one. But like the levels of of athleticism are just day and night, right? And so yeah. when, um, when Dukes was in the ring and Rip, I was like, holy smoke. Like this is – I would put this on TV like now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now those two guys, yeah. I think they talked to each other for 20 seconds. Before the match? Before the match even started. They probably didn't even say hi to each other. That's cool. And the match that they threw was one of the best matches I've seen in independent wrestling.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a great yeah. match.
1: Uh, Technical was fantastic. Two pros, right? Was- yeah.
0: yeah. Congo Kong stole the show for me that night. But one, because I I didn't know he was going to be there, and I knew him from Impact Wrestling and stuff. But uh, but the he stole the show for me uh, when we took a selfie. The three of us took a selfie, and we didn't know Congo was in the background of the selfie. Oh with,
1: yeah, you uh, took it with me, and Congo was just in the back standing that, there looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know he was
0: there, and then we looked at the photo, and Congo's just standing there with his arms crossed, like not. <laughs> <believing>. <laughs> it
1: was a- photo bombed us. It was so That's cool. Awesome. For me, what stole what stole that match was um you got a full uh nearly 400 pound man doing yeah. a moonsault off the
0: top rope yeah that was heavy that was heavy to see man i was like i remember thinking when he went up top like and I'm, and again like lifelong fan so dude goes up top and i'm thinking like i don't even know if the ring like i don't know what <laughs> i've never been to like, too many indie wrestling shows i'm like i don't know if the ring can handle this when he hits the ground you know like holy spirit. yeah but that was cool to see um to sort of speak to um, again the ring like when my when we came to pop up and I had my 12 year old with me like he just wanted to stay and watch you guys tear down the ring at the end of the show he was like I (laughs) want to see this done like that's so cool I was like yeah but we got to go buddy
2: that's wicked though he was was interested in it right Yeah,
1: cool. you should have left him there he could have helped us (laughs) that's it
4: (laughs) we've been talking an awful lot about WWE and yeah. obviously hwe uh i'm just wondering uh, what your take is on the other guys in town they're rather new and uh, have they impressed you have you watched en- uh, enough
0: to uh, get a feel for it or- are
2: we talking about all elite
0: all elite yes yeah um oh man we andy andy's bored out of his mind because the four of us are just talking wrestling right now is that what's happening no no i uh, i'll
1: jump in at some point (laughs) i I haven't watched too much of all elite but um i watched a couple matches and i saw a few months back it was cody rhodes against uh his brother yeah dustin yeah yeah holy that match i loved every second of it those guys just went balls out that wasn't yeah that was before the weeklies right that was on the pay-per-view Yeah, that yeah, that was before it actually yeah came out
0: the the bloodbath. That was an incredible match. Those
2: guys go as much balls out as we do, eh, Raj?
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even uh, even a couple weeks ago, they had a fantastic tag match. Yeah. You know, which was uh, a really good one to watch too. Um, they, they've they been impressing me. I've been enjoying them a little more, tell you the truth, than the it's, WWE. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, one thing I'll speak to um, and then I'll kind of leave it alone is, uh, you know, the, it's it's crazy that we're now, you know, I read a lot obviously on, you know, wrestling websites and stuff. And, you know, there's people referring to this as the empty arena <laughs> era. Like yeah. only a few weeks in. But, but you know, um, AEW has been doing their same thing in empty arenas and their shows have been – um, easier to watch than uh, than what WWE has been doing. I have Actually, been putting yeah, and I don't know if you've seen it, AC, but I think it was last week they put some heels in the crowd, yes, like, and just and it was the best. It was that at least there was some energy there. Yeah. Like because there was nobody in the arena, you could hear all the smack talk from some of the heels towards the faces that were working, and it was just, it was cool to uh, cool to check out, and it brought more atmosphere than than what's been happening on. <laughs> See, so, it also brings <laughs> that. Uh, it also brings like that realness to it. I don't know if
2: you saw it the same in the same night, I'm sure it was uh Sammy Guevara and he and he was singing um Judith. Uh, uh, Jer- Jericho theme Judith yeah. and Jericho <laughs> as he's coming out to the ring, he starts laughing because like, <laughs> he can hear his buddy singing it. Right? I mean like that's the realism.
0: Listen, I'll put it out there. I uh, One of my favorite spots uh, growing up as a wrestling fan was when uh, Bret Hart was sitting in the wheelchair in the middle of the ring, and then Shawn Michaels super kicked him in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, if it'll get you guys over, I might take that spot. <laughs> <laughs> you... And just flip, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll, sell, I'll sell I'll sell, for you guys. I'll oversell like The Rock. Like, I'll... <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs>
2: Uh, who who would you who would you say would be independent wrestler of the year around here? Me? Yeah, just throwing it out there.
1: For me, ah, uh, oh I god, see, like, uh, to, <laughs> me, a, it be, to me, it'd be between three people. Like just because of the entertainment value. Like I I I like watching puff i like watching pretty ricky i was gonna I say like can i can I, shout out,
0: can I shout out to pretty ricky because i uh, like his the first time i saw him was at the very first show we went to for you guys uh the hbw show i think at the time was that was at the dom polski yeah uh, and i saw a pretty, a pretty ricky and i was like who is this guy i am a hundred percent on board with whatever this guy's doing uh yeah. and then and then tyler has been great for me too he's, he's always showed a ton of personality
1: uh yeah that's, you, you that's know, what i like, like about wrestling i I love those characters, characters that come out yeah. there, to make you laugh and put on a good show. And someone like Pretty Ricky, Puff, or Tyler Turbo, those three guys—every time they go out there, you will have a good time.
2: And that's the thing too, with like with HWE um, for Dave and I. Like when it comes down to who we want, you know, a part of our quote-unquote roster, or who we want at the shows. Yeah, yeah. Like I you could sit there, okay, you can go to a lot of the independent shows, and I'm not discrediting any of them, by all means, I would never do that, um, yeah. but you can watch a great wrestling match for 15 minutes, okay, and yay, wrestling, okay, but when you're, like, our mission statement for HWE is making fans again. How do you do that? It needs to be entertaining. That's why we're not you know, Hamilton wrestling, we're Hamilton wrestling entertainment. So characters like a pretty Ricky, a Puff, uh, Tyler Turva, uh, you know, like those, those guys fit into what we're looking at, you know what I mean? Like what, what we want to get across, you know, and obviously our, our characters, you know, we, we want characters, right? So,
3: well, listen, I can speak to that, man. I, uh, Well, you guys have even said it tonight. I'm not a wrestling fan, but uh, – and really the only reason I went to the first show was because Dave said (laughs) I want to get over as a heel, right? So – but now, like – That didn't work. um,
0: (laughs) That's what happens when you sell 90 percent of the tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but.
3: But now Dave, Dave's like, yeah, we got a show coming up. Are you coming? Absolutely. As long as, as long as I can make the times work, I'm there because, because of that entertainment. Yeah. Area, right? Like
2: Dave, why don't you why don't you tell them about Flamborough? Like the reason why we did the pop up show in Flamborough.
1: Flamborough. Okay. So Flamborough, we came up with the idea of just throwing a show out of the city, and um, bringing new people in. Yeah. Not the regular fans that are from Hamilton or Ancaster around there. We wanted to go a little farther so we could bring new people in. And it was amazing. We we sold quite a bit of tickets um, before the show to people that we know that wanted to come to it. And I'm not going to lie. I would say 90% of those people that bought tickets didn't even show up. Mm. Everybody that you saw there, Chad, that when you were there, yeah, I would say 80% of those people were just walk-ins. That's really cool, man. And they were all new people. It was it's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to bring new people that don't watch it, and we did it at a golf course. It, can you imagine a yeah, wrestling yeah. show at a golf course? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. You know, it, um, that's kind of weird itself. Like it was like really classy looking in there.
0: It's cool. I didn't know that about the ticket sales. I uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys when we got there and we, when it started to fill up, I was like, shit, it's not very like it's not uh, attended well enough for these guys. Like these guys are going to bust their ass. And again, I'm a fan, right? So I'm like, these guys are going to bust their ass for, you know, a few bodies in,
1: in seats. Right. Like I wish but there were more people here. That's the thing. We weren't expecting a lot of people. We, we, we got a hall that could hold 150 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like our normal shows where we get 700 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, this show, we, we, it didn't matter to us if we had 60, 70, we were going to throw on a good show and, Even if five new people showed up, that was for them.
2: Yeah, we we, we went into it like, and I mean, not, it's not even a big deal because, you know, we we do what we do, but um, we didn't expect to make money off the show. Um, We actually lost a little bit. Uh, Not much, but we we didn't come out in the green uh, or in the black, I guess you would say. But, uh, you know, like the... If you think about it, the reason why we did it was for marketing. And a lot of the wrestlers, and Dave and I, you know, obviously, like 70 to 80% of those faces in the crowd that night or that afternoon were new faces. And that's why we did it. And hopefully that transitions, you know, into the, yeah. the other events that we're going to
0: throw. And most... And I imagine – and I don't know how much you guys want to say to this in terms of behind-the-scenes stuff, although we've been kind of just being real transparent about you know the nature of the business and you guys basically running HWE, booking it yourself and, uh, and the storylines. And, like, I mean, was there any conversation with the guys? Like, I mean, I imagine it's such a brotherhood with the wrestlers, right? Like, do you have that conversation and say, hey, boys, we don't know what to expect in terms of audience, but we just want to put on a good show? And, like, you must – as as promoters now, you must kind of have those conversations too, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And they all knew from the beginning what we were doing with this show. We explained to them what it was all about, and they're all—they were all in it. Yeah, the hundred percent. They went out there and they still put on a show like they would do it if they were doing a show for live TV. Yeah, they went out there and they had a great time. And it, all these stories from this show from Pop Up all added to the following show for Crossroads. The crossroads, yeah, yeah. And those new people that we were there—a huge chunk of them actually bought tickets for crossroads and you started
0: selling you were selling for crossroads like uh, as people
1: were leaving right right there and yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. but even
2: I don't I don't even know how many tickets per se like were purchased per se after pop-up but a lot of a lot of those people did come to crossroads so we did our job that's you know so if Dave and I can continue to do that um, hopefully HWE becomes what we want it to be you know and uh, yeah.
1: and that's yeah. uh, and that's what we talked about before the show. We like we said we know we're not going to have a huge show and we'll probably lose money on it and it didn't matter if we lose money on it because this was more of bringing new people into it and advertising and just and a chance for wrestlers to get more storylines. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah to, that, really, was, to really to really build, right? Which And I, I'm not going to lie. That pop-up show was one of my favorite shows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool show. The highlight—I uh, mean, I had a great time that day. Um, we uh, Andy and Andy and I took it in with my son. We kind of documented some of that process, and uh, you know, took some pictures with some of the guys and, and shot that video uh, in the car afterwards. I know Caleb had a blast. One of the highlights for me in that show was uh, was Johnny D's grandma. Man, Nona was pretty fantastic. Oh, Mike Cortez's grandma. grandma. Oh, Forte. Yeah, my goodness. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Mike Forte's grandma. Yeah, not Johnny D. But uh, yeah, Forte's family was right beside us in the front row there, um, all in and loving it. And then had a great interaction at intermission with uh, with Forte's grandma. Uh, some of the stuff that uh, we've talked about uh, on the podcast before that kind of makes us laugh as as wheelchair users. You know, old school Italian, Nona, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human Um uh, Came and introduced herself and talked to me and, right. and asked, you know, asked what had happened. <laughs> all the, you know, I'll, I'll pray for you. You know, all the stuff you expect, oh. which was fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I she's love it she's so sweet.
1: Nuna, yeah. Nuna Forte is, the, I would say, probably the number one wrestling fan out there. She's at every single show, and that's amazing. Now, now, I would tell you, she gets more of a pop than any of the other wrestlers. <laughs> he walks in, everybody screams for her. Yeah, I got a question actually. Yeah, man. This is, uh, we were talking about HWE and talking about the fans and everything. In HWE, um, this is for everybody, so I want all three of you, uh, not UAC because we booked the matches, Mm -hmm. but um, (laughs) what matches would you guys like to see? (laughs) I want to hear from a fan's perspective, people that come (laughs) to the shows.
0: I mean, uh, it, that's hard to say. I've uh, I haven't. I've got a small sample size of of some of the characters, but um, like I said, I'm I'm all in on the on the pretty Ricky train. I think he's pretty fantastic. Um, I am a fan of Jake Jones and his work. I think he's got uh, a pretty intense look. Um, I did enjoy the uh, the intergender thing that happened with April. It was kind of cool. I didn't see that one coming, so that was nice to uh, to see her do that too. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I think what you guys are already doing is pretty great. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I never would have, I've like I said, lifelong pro wrestling fan and never been an indie wrestling guy. So it's cool to have a vested interest in your company and your success now uh, to see you guys as friends, but also uh, to be able to support you guys in, uh, in what you're trying to do. So that's pretty rad, man. Your transparency uh, is, is pretty great through the entire process.
2: Thank you. Right. Thank you. That's great to hear.
0: Listen, boys. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of shut this down. We have been kind of all over the place. It has turned into uh, what really was uh, kind of a wrestling podcast. And apologies, Andy, because I know you're you're probably the least invested in the product. Um, so not a lot of talk uh, around the uh, the disabled community, other than the fact that I want to sell a super kick in the, in the middle of uh, of the aisle somewhere. But uh, it, if anything, gentlemen, it has been fantastic to have you on to lighten the mood because the last few that we have done have been uh, quite somber and solemn as we kind of document what what uh, the entire world is going through so uh thank you gentlemen for being with us tonight we really appreciate you guys
2: our pleasure our pleasure and thank you to all three of you for having us on i'm glad we can lighten the mood in this difficult time
0: Listen, any time we can get the soon-to-be HPW Tag Team Champions uh, with a combined weight of 385 pounds of beefy, juicy goodness, or something like that, with a hint of garlic, uh, <laughs> I would never, ever turn that down. So uh, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here and uh, and for lighting the mood. Um, you have brought a lot of laughs to tonight. So uh, thanks very much. Uh, we look forward to everything that HWE has to bring, uh, everything that you guys are going to do, I will continue to support. And I know that uh, Andy and Brett will probably be by my side in the accessible section uh, representing our stable of the cripple threat as much as Andy hates that name. I think it's pretty fantastic. (laughs) Brett, we got to put it on a t-shirt buddy. What do you think? I was just gonna say, I I think uh, after this pandemic is over, I'm gonna get t-shirts designed all right, listen, Raunchy Ronnie Randelson, AC Coca, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, this has been the Team Ability No Excuses podcast. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much and have a great night.
4: Thanks, boys.